Hello everyone, Katie Ganderton here, also known as Tenacious Kate, and your host of this podcast. This podcast is about being tenacious in all aspects of our lives, and there is nowhere else I would rather be. I have left my full-time career as a dental hygienist to become a stay-at-home mom with multiple residual income revenues, being a keynote speaker, and going after goals I want and living out life on my terms 10 years later, and now getting to teach that forward so that you can embody tenacity and stop staying in that comfort zone. This podcast is for you. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Rise with Tenacity. My name is Katie Ganderton, also known as Tenacious Kate, and I am so excited for our guest today. We have just been chit-chatting, and you guys, she's going to light you on fire, and she's got a passion for what she does today. And if you are new and listening to our podcast, our my goal for this podcast is for you to take away, um, whether it's a tip, a nugget, somebody to, to mentor you, somebody for you to follow, to be your lighthouse, to have success in what it is that you are doing and to know that there is a woman out there that has been in your shoes, has walked your path and has overcome um, all the obstacles to have success on the other side. Um, Cause it's not easy. It takes tenacity to get there. And that for our guests that are on this show, that's exactly what they've done. And, and they've risen with tenacity to get to where they are today. And they're here to share that with you today. So I'm super excited to introduce our guest. Her name is Julie Stenberg. She has been um, a coach for over 10 years in a multitude of ways. Um, she's an award-winning master certified leadership and life coach serving organizations and individuals as a wise and trusted advisor, mentor, public speaker, and coach. Julie leads clients through the leadership of their full lives using her three-legged stool approach, the legs representing personal, physical, and professional leadership. She has got an unbelievable story that she has walked to get to where she is today. Um, and it hasn't been easy. And I am just, I'm so excited that you're here, Julie. Welcome to our show. And um, I can't wait to chat with you. Thank you so much, Katie. Yee, you guys, this is going to be this is going to be great. And one thing you're going to notice on our podcast, if you're new or maybe you've been listening for a while, is we don't just stick with one profession. Um, and so this is going to be a great podcast because Julie has she's done a multitude of things from being an English teacher to she's dabbled in the network marketing industry, but her passion is in coaching. And um, I'm going to dive right in with this because um, this story hit me really hard. Um, and I think it's going to hit some of you listeners hard as well. But the beauty of this is the vulnerability and where it's taken her to where she is today. So Julie, share with us a little bit as to how all of this started for you and, and how it led to where you are today. Well, you know, I guess it's all it's been said that I've sort of always been a coach. Uh, I kind of ran into I, I reconnected with a childhood friend about three years ago via social media, of course. And um, when she found out what I was doing in my career, that I was coaching that I was working with people on their full lives, she said, you know, this is just exactly how you were on the playground when we were in third grade. You're just always, you know, creating things for people to do and finding a role for everyone, making sure that they, they're good at what they do. And I just loved hearing that from her because it really just solidified the mission that I'm on. And the mission that I'm on is to make sure that everyone has a wise and trusted person in their corner to sort of help them make decisions based on their values and their passions and their purpose, rather than, you know, the outside influences that we often have from a lifetime of being, you know, taught and coached and uh, brought raised by our families. And I came to coaching after leaving the teaching profession when my brother suddenly died. And I had been living this pretty respectable life. I was married, had the kids, had the nice home, had a had a great career. Where I was very well respected. And then when my brother died, I had sort of a voice from beyond. I was in the throes of 
of grief, crying, I was sick. And I absolutely 100% believe that I heard a voice command me to live. The voice just said, live. And I kind of, you know, wiped my tears and <gasps> sucked up my, you know, the, the blubbering that I was doing. And I went, well, wait a minute. I am, I'm, aren't I living? Isn't this living? And so I really spent about three years, not three years, three days culminating what, what is living? And what I determined was it was not going through the motions that were laid out before me by someone else's ideas. That living is feeling wholehearted, meaning I can run with my arms wide open toward this thing and wrap it up and feel pure joy and euphoria because I've done this thing. And I thought, how often do I feel like I can run arms wide open toward my what I'm doing today? You know, I was kind of running arms wide open to Friday. Like, <laughs> I thought it's Friday. Friday is it. I don't <laughs> this anymore. Mm -hmm. oh my God. You know, and not that I despised what I was doing. It was just that I wasn't like living in embodying it the way wholeheartedness would ask me to. I love that. And I love the way that you put it, because if you're, if you're listening, ask yourself that how many of you have said, you know, oh my gosh, it's almost Friday or how many more days till the weekend, you know, and often that's what society, it's almost like we've been groomed to think that way. And that, you know, and, and I hate to use the word groomed, but it's, it's, it's almost like that's the, the societal norm mm -hmm. nowadays. hundred percent. And then we, we end up feeling guilty for the fun we have on the weekend for the, oh, I haven't been thinking about my, my job or, or I, I went and had dinner with my friends instead of my family, or, you know, we, we feel a sense of guilt and that we haven't fulfilled our role that day. If we're doing something solely for ourselves. And I, I, I want people to feel like, you know, you were gifted this, this self by a creator, yeah. you know, this wasn't an accident, right? This the, your quirks, your desires, the things you imagine, they're supposed to be there. Yes. And if you just keep packing them away, I think you're always going to have that sort of low hum of dissatisfaction. Mm -hmm. You know, that just that, oh, I'm settling. Yes. I'm not living into my truth. What even is my truth? Oh my gosh. And that's when I developed a coaching program. And when I decided that yeah, I, I went on my own transformational journey. And when I figured out, like, I didn't have to feel like that anymore. I thought everybody's got to know this. This, I can't keep this a secret. <laughs> I love it. Well, and, and the people you help and probably, I think it's probably, Two-folded because not only do you feel amazing, but when you help somebody with that breakthrough, mm. I mean, you have, it's such probably a gift to yeah. see somebody also experience what you are talking about. Um, and I just recently started acknowledging that ripple effect, which is what I think you're talking about. Yes. It is that like, I help Jennifer here and Jennifer comes into her own knowledge of self and she makes decisions based on her values and her passions and she's got a daughter and her daughter sees that you can answer for yourself 
that you can choose things that align with yourself, that you don't have to bow to some outside force that says, in order to be a good woman, you've got to do this thing over here. And I think, and then Jennifer is going to go tell her friend and her friend has a son and her son sees his mother making decisions from her values and her passions. 100%. And it just has to feel good because you had, you were almost the catalyst in, in that piece of their life and showing them that you can release all of these other other stigmas that are out there. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I think that most people know, like they are seeking some way to validate this dissatisfaction. Like, oh, I have a pretty good life, but isn't there something more? And they are looking for someone to say, yes, my darling, come with me. Let me show you this path. If you don't like it, you can go back to the way it was. Yes. Oh, that's so true. That's so true. And well, and I want to, we talked a, a tiny bit about this um, just before we had gotten on. When we talk about coaches might that might be out there that um, are maybe not the right coach for you, that mm-hmm. you see a trend of people all culminating towards this this one or a couple individuals. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like that's kind of what, what we talk about of saying like, almost like, Hey, come with me. I'm going to fix everything. But it's like, have you like, what would you recommend for somebody in that situation? Cause it's almost like you have to do the research, mm-hmm. like, and not just follow the crowd because, because yeah. you're the crowd to be in the, in the, in the now crowd kind of thing. What do you say to that? I think our current society, you know, we're all looking at reviews online. We're looking at Amazon and we want to purchase something and we look at the number of reviews or or we want to go out for dinner and we look at the reviews for the restaurant. I I do think that when you're seeking a coach, you're really asking for someone who doesn't prescribe their um sort of idea on you, but who is willing to get to know you well enough to ask the question that opens the door for you because the answer is never out there ever we want it to be (laughs) that would be easy (laughs) if that were true we would all be skinny and you know we would be eating healthy every day well we've got a million meal plans we've got a lot of lists of actions to do yeah, we need really is someone who can change, help us change the way we think so that we can embody the person we desire to be. Oh, I love that. Without changing the thought, doesn't matter how many actions we take, they're temporary. I, I think that's such a good point. And I think a lot of listeners that are going to listen to this, um, I would heed that advice because it's so easy to get caught up in, you know, there's a lot of network marketers that listen to this. And so I think it's really easy to get caught up in, oh my gosh, this shiny new person over here. And -and so-and-so went and did it. So I must go do it because if, if they're successful and they're seeing this person, that must mean like, that's how they got their success. And Mm -hmm. they try to correlate that piece um, and I think sometimes financially, it's not a smart decision for them if they're not in that place in their life. But also, too, to your point, is is that person genuinely invested in your becoming better? Um, yeah, yeah. And, and so that's I mean, so important. And certainly, I think there are, of course, charlatans out there who are making false claims about what they the the journey they take their clients on and i'm not afraid of that and in any way shape or form i tend to not look at what other people are doing and follow the path that feels like it aligns with my vision and my mission and <clears throat> 
when we are, when we have this internet, these internet streets, you know, uh, it's hard to know how a person lives on a day-to-day basis. Like they can say they're earning, you know, $20,000 a month and I can show you blah, blah, blah. But you don't know that. Yes. And you have to really um, investigate whether that person feels like someone you can do, you can follow and emulate. Mm -hmm. And also that the process they're going to give you is something you're ready for. I like that. You know, because I'm not ready for, you know, jumping off a cliff. (laughs) But I might be ready for jumping off the side of the pool. Okay, I see where you're going. So that's another good measure of whom you follow. I like that. Because I feel like sometimes when we look at coaches out there, sometimes we... You, you get the extreme ones, sure. I mean, you really, and it is, it is kind of like that. And you can almost see the, uh, the, the ripple effect through that community. And it's just like, what on earth? And, and where is this person even qualified to talk on this stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, but, but yet it gets one person in there and they could, they can really it takes one takes one person <laughs> in our industry to really, um, I don't know, drive a force to someone and it's, and it may not be the best force or they may not have done the research like you had said. And I think that that's, um, really powerful. So if you, like I said, if you're listening, you guys like heed this advice, listening to the tips that Julie's talking about, because, um, not every coach is the right fit for everybody. Um, although I, I do see them out there almost, you can see some of them that blanket um, groups of people as if it's like, oh, if you're in this, you have to have this coaching. And it's it's really not, no matter what profession I think that you're in, it's got to be individualized because we're all individuals and we all have different life experiences that we can bring to the table, but it's finding the right one, like Julie had said about getting you to be the best version of you and, and kind of bringing that vulnerability out to, to see your gifts that you have. And, you know, you mentioned the financial piece, and this I think is really, really important because I often work with someone who like, they, they really don't have a lot of income at the moment. They desire to be in a position where they can purchase high-end um, coaching programs and so on. But you do have to dip your feet in the pool a little bit first. You have to, you know, spend a small amount of money and actually do the work that is offered in those smaller programs and see yourself grow and then begin to trust, oh, this investment, I trust the teacher, I trust the process, and I trust myself that I'm actually going to do the things. Because I do definitely see people purchasing high-end programs when they haven't earned any money yet. And they go into debt, they put it on a credit card, and suddenly three months down the road, they're very upset that they don't really have much to show for their investment. I do think it's important to, you know, be realistic about what your current situation enables you to do, because there are a lot of good programs that are a small amount of money that will get you further down the road so that someday you can buy that larger program. Oh, 1000%. And um, I, I call it having skin in the game, you know, and it, I'll bring this up because this is definitely something um, that if it hits home with me is I've, I've invested a lot of money on coaching. I truly believe it. It furthers your skills. It's there's no summit to that mountain called personal growth. And, you know, I've had people mention, well, how come the leader just doesn't do the coaching and then turns around and teaches it to us. And part of me says, oh, they do turn around and teach it. But then the other part of me says, well, but did you show up for the call? Did you put it on your calendar? Are you investing in yourself to be there for that free coaching that your leader has gone and spent money to learn? You know, and that's, that is a kind of a spot for me where 
just, and it has to do with current things going on right now that you see people that are going, well, why, why do I have to pay for this? The leader should be doing this stuff. And it's like, well, because you show up differently when you're invested, you show up differently when I'm paying thousands of dollars to be coached. Guess what? I show up to the phone call. (laughs) I show up to the zoom. You, I mean, you take it more seriously because you're invested in it. Yeah. There is a huge amount of truth in that. In fact, um, I came from public education and in public education, we have a deep and, and thorough belief that every learner is entitled to a high quality, free education. And so when I moved into the coaching realm, that was a, that was like a hard, like you had asked me, what was my greatest struggle in building my business? And that's going to be where we're going. Yeah. Let's go there. Let's talk on that right now. So my greatest struggle has been to charge for my services. Mm -hmm. And um, the, I, I, the way I kind of have made this work for myself is that I've come to know that 30 years of experience across three greatly varied degrees and um, industries and the tenacity to stay with it all, to see it through, to go from zero to a hundred in all of those areas, that is priceless knowledge and experience. Yes. And also, I am free to, to accept anyone into my program as a pro bono client if I want to. Mm-hmm. You know, I offered it early on in my business, pro bono coaching, and every person that I gave the free coaching to fell off. Every single one of them. I had a lot of people in my circle who were in desperate need of help, but the help was not comprehensible at that time. You know, they weren't ready for it. And I've kind of switched my, um, my philosophy around pro bono coaching to be, they need to apply there. I'm going to, I'm going to hand pick them. And for every six full paying clients, I take one pro bono. So I just say I have enabled myself to provide services for someone who might not otherwise afford it because I've charged for my services. I love that. And, and it shows. So if you're listening, I think, gosh, if you're a listener and you're going, well, I just want all the free stuff. Like the, I want you to hear the value that comes from coaches. It's not not that they don't want to give things away because they really do. I mean, coaches really want to add value at all times, but there does, there is um, something for that is worth that wisdom. Mm-hmm. That, you know, and that's what I think a lot of people take for granted is the wisdom that comes and the experience that you can share um, and teach from. And, and that should not be discounted. Um, just, you know, just like you would expect to go into a store and you would pay for a pair of pants, you know, like there, there was work, there was effort in order to make those things. And it's no different, you know, as a service that you're providing with somebody else. And it does, and and it does make you show up. It really, really, you you take, you just hold yourself to a higher accountability, I feel like, Mm -hmm. but I can't imagine as a teacher having to go through that shift was probably not... (laughs) Yeah. It Not- was tough. And I also spoke, mo- my messaging was, was geared more toward the person who really probably needed counseling more than coaching, you know, really needed to be healed and to work through some past experiences before they're ready to like, okay, I'm done with this. I can put this in the closet knowing that this is part of my past, but also I'm ready for a new day. Yeah. And um, so I, I, I learned how to message differently when I'm speaking to my audiences 
that I'm here for people who have a foundation, who have some firm ground they're standing on and are ready to jump. Yes. You can't jump from, from a, a, a foundation that's not solid. Right. You know, you're struggling to stand up there. Yeah. That's not a person who's ready for high end coaching. You know, a person, a person is ready for coaching when their ground is firm and they trust themselves. So I would almost say like, I'd love to hear your take on, on this part. Cause if we relate this to business mm-hmm. and, and we're talking about foundation and, mm-hmm. um, and coaching and, 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 you know, people are like, Oh, I want to do coaching. I, but the way I'm, I'm tying this together in showing up for your business would be, you know, getting your daily method of operations together, honing mm-hmm. in on your niche. Like, and if you listen to what Julie's saying, how she honed in, it didn't happen overnight. She had to hone in onto the specific person and it took her time to figure out exactly who she was talking to. So tying that into business, it's almost the same. You need to find your client, your ideal client, because if you're, you, if you're talking to everybody, you're not talking to one person well. And right. so, you know, if you, and so that's, what would you say on that? Am I, am I on the right path? I feel like that's kind of where I'm guiding down. Yeah. I think that, um, there's an element of learning and you have to just always be aware that am I in the learning phase right now, or am I in the implementation phase or am I in the, I've got my business basics down. I know how to show up at my, at my desk I know how to perform the basic tasks of, I mean, if you're going to advise somebody, you have to have some, you know, competency. Yes. And so the way we get competency in our business is to do it ourselves, to be the, the, the product of your own product. Yes. You know, if you've ever watched a, fitness person who you know is over drinking every weekend mm-hmm. you know don't advise you know don't don't be advising on healthy living if you're over drinking and smoking weed to fall asleep because you're so jacked up on you know yep. caffeine yes. like that's not healthy living you have to be a product of your product first and that is really the way that you can figure out what your client problem is because you're going to have them. Oh, yes. You know, the you try to discipline yourself to follow your own business teachings, you're going to be like, oh, well, no wonder nobody could get this. Like, <laughs> I got to find a way to do this better. Well, and I think this is, this is perfect because when we talk about in business, we talk about, you know, what you do and what you don't do compounds. You know, so if you're in this, if you're talking like you're saying, and we're using this example of the gym goer who is super fit, you know, ripped this and that, but then they're going out and drinking and doing all these things like, and they just, they just show up as this fit person, mm-hmm. you know, it's, 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 this is over here is going to compound over time. And it, I mean, it, it starts to show whether it's mental, physical, like it's going to, it's going to express itself in some way, shape or form. Whereas when we talk about in business and whatever you're doing, it's those little actions, the little, it's the little daily actions that you do over time that are monotonous and boring, but they compound Mm -hmm. over time to become the tenacious. So you succeed. I mean, it's, that's the whole thing of tenacity is continuing to move forward, whether you like it or not. And you just continue to push forward. And mm-hmm. so, um, I love that you had brought that up because I think that goes also when we look at social media and, and like you mentioned before, like you see what you see is not behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. So being really, um, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of one of those, I'll call myself a stalker. Like I will, when I see someone on Facebook where they friend me or something like that, I go to their profile and I'm, I dig who are you? What do you represent? Who are you with? What type of friends do you have? What kind of messaging do you have? Like, that's what I do. (laughs) So, you know, and I think that that should, you should do the same. If you're looking at coaches, like go learn their story, message them, ask them, but don't just take what they're putting up on social media as this is who they are, because it's very deceptive. 
And, you know, when you get into a coach's sort of community, like you get on an email list and they start emailing you and stuff like, like really open those up and look at what they're off what, you know, what the free value of their letters are. Because um, a lot of really good coaches are living much smaller than what um, maybe the like the big coaches, you know, but they're willing to have a real conversation with you in the inbox. You know, they want to know who you are. They ask for you to reply. They ask for you to ask questions you know, these are, this is free value all over the place, but you kind of got to get in their circle. You got to get in their community somehow mm-hmm. so that you are one of the people who have raised their hand to say, I'm open to hearing what you have to offer. And I want to get to know you and I want you to get to know me. Yeah. Well, and that when you say that, it's almost like you have to interview each other. Right. Mm-hmm. They think a lot mm-hmm. of people just, oh, they have this name. I need to go to them. Mm-hmm. And it's, and I think, like you just said, it's, well, let's see if they're interested in you. See if they even care, you know, mm-hmm. or if you're just the dime in the bucket kind of person and um, that's how they roll. So mm-hmm. I love that you brought that up. That's, that's a great, great tip. And so now, now that we know like your, your broad, um, struggle overall in business let's get let's hone it down a little bit to more like recent kind of struggles so what would you say I would say probably within now to the past like three to four months um that you a current challenge that you have faced and how are you overcoming that you know I am a big idea person and I really like to hear from my community and when they tell me they're experiencing problem I just want to go okay this is a problem Katie's having. I'm going to go over here and fix it. I'm going to go over here and find a way to solve this problem so that I can share it with Katie. Well, there are a lot of Katie's out there (laughs) and I communicate with a lot of people. And so my, my problem is always, you know, paring down my offers so that they're really focused on the most scalable elements you know, I thrive on one-on-one interactions. I love meeting an individual person and getting to know them and what makes them tick, what ticks them off, you know, and really getting down to the nitty gritty of their, their lives. But it isn't the most scalable. I cannot serve thousands of people working one-on-one. So thankfully, I'm a teacher and I I am an excellent curriculum designer. (laughs) So the piece that's hardest for me is kind of my fear of losing that one-on-one service and servant leadership piece as I go to one to many in a group setting. So that's always my, and it's probably not, you know, it's probably a terror. It's a good problem to have. But also I need to put that one in the closet for periods of time mm-hmm. so that I can go to the one to many and make that scale. And then we really get a coach in the pocket of every person who's walking the earth. They have someone in their circle, trusted, wise, reliable, that they can believe in, that they can look to. And that they can be in a partnership with. I love that. And I could, I, I can understand where you're coming from. It's that, yeah, you're the person of the personalization almost. And it's like, you're so invested, you know, mm-hmm. and I, and I, people want to feel that they want to feel because people like to feel valued. And for them, like that's, you're adding that personable touch just to them. And so like walking, not that you're walking away, but almost just like, you know, expanding yourself, but in a positive way to help more. And that's, uh, yeah, it's a good problem to have. I like it. I like it. I like it. Okay. So now let's talk about for, let's see, your dreams that you have 
or we can talk about business. We can talk about business and how you're tying it into whatever goal you have in personal life. What is that? What is one of your big dreams that you have and how are you keeping it at the forefront of your mind? You know, the biggest dream that I have is that every person has a wise and trusted individual person that they can hash over the things that they are undecided about. Um, so like that means every single person, that means every neighbor on my street and their kids and their husbands and their husband's bosses or their, their wives bought, you know, I want them all to have somewhere to go to develop themselves so that they can be of best service in the way that they were gifted to serve. And, you know, that's a pretty big dream. Mm-hmm. To know that, yeah, I mean, to, to think that everyone would not go home and cry themselves to sleep alone, mm-hmm. but they would know that tomorrow I have a meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Or tomorrow I'm going to participate in this event and how I'm feeling in my depths right now is temporary. Yeah. I love and that. And that I will have a place to spill this out where it's trustworthy. And I'm not going to be alone all the time. Well, and I and I want to touch on this, you guys, because because Julie and I talked a little bit about this beforehand. The word trusted and coach and what that should mean um, to you, because we talked a little bit about like when you're having a conversation with like your little bestie, not that it's bad to have these conversations. However, what if you're not besties anymore? (laughs) You know, there's Mm -hmm. different things, um, that can, can hurt somebody or can be detrimental. And so when you are also looking for a coach, they, there should be a standard of, of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Oh my gosh, I lost it. Um, of care, I almost want to say standard of care because it's it's care of your words, it's care of your heart, it's care of what you're sharing. Um, that they have a due diligence to uphold, you know, a vow to you that it stays confidential. Um, you know, so- yeah, it's that lack of judgment. Like a coach should not get in the mess of your life with you. As much as you desire that, that's for your girlfriends. That's for your besties. You know, let them tell you, leave the guy, you know, yes, (laughs) punish your kid, ground your child, leave the boyfriend. Um, Oh yeah, she was a total bitch. Mm -hmm. Let let your friends be that person. Your coach should not be that person. Your coach is the person who does not judge your your circumstances and your desires. Oh, I love that. Either bad in a bad way, like, oh, she shouldn't have done that. Or in a good way. Oh, girl, you're doing the right thing. Yeah. That's not coaching. That's best friendship. You have spoken so much power to what is happening in our industry right now. And Mm -hmm. I really want anybody that's listening, that's in network marketing to rewind what Julie just said. And I want you to replay that, you know, and it's a a coach does not um, mess in your circumstances, you know, and it's, it's, they aren't your bestie and they are not going to condemn you for things. Like that's not what they're there for. Um, That is powerful. And it's tricky. It's tricky for the coach because when you see a client who is displaying behaviors that really don't align with what they have said they stand for, you know, early coaches, coaches new to the profession want to say, like, listen, this isn't what you are all about. You definitely should not be having an affair or, you know, hiring that person or whatever that is the coach should say how do you feel when you make that choice what are your thoughts 
about having an affair? What are your thoughts about hiring that person or firing that person? Yeah. Because it's not about the coach's advice to you. It's about your advice to yourself. It's your coach asking you to find your soul and let your soul speak. Oh, I love it. Oh my gosh. I, I love your vision. Um, and I think now today it's, it's almost a little bit easier than it was before we had technology to be able to have a coach in your pocket. And I, I mean, and I think it's more needed now than ever, because I feel like there's so much loneliness and so much quiet. Um, and we shouldn't be quiet. We shouldn't be living in quiet, you know? And I think a lot of people live in that desperation and they're just quiet and they don't share. And so to have, I love your, I love your mission and vision. And oh my gosh, I think it's, it's what people really need in some way, shape or form the right mentor, you know, um, I love it because it's, it's, it's so needed and okay. children need it. Um, they need, they need the guidance. Um, I love it. Wow. So how are you keeping that at your forefront? When moms learn it, children learn it too. That is true because they watch, <laughs> they watch everything that you do. I have three of them and woof, goodness gracious. Okay. So the next question here is how, um, for the audience, let's say that they're brand new in business, or I don't want to use the word necessarily stuck because I feel like stuck is they just need to overcome an objective to move forward, but maybe they've stopped. So mm-hmm. brand new or like stopped or frozen in their business, what's your biggest tip or word of advice that you'd like to share with them? You know, um, I think that a lot of people will hit plateaus and the plateau is often the space where you can, you have a moment to breathe and you can look around at what has gotten you here and say, okay, what can I improve? What can I change, get rid of, cut dead wood? What can I add? Mm -hmm. And then develop those stepping stones for your new vision. It's so important to just constantly be revising your vision of your future because what you thought a year ago is different than what you think today. You've already been through a little bit of fire. You've, you've scaled some obstacles. You've achieved a few things and it feels, you feel different. You have changed. Mm -hmm. And so you have to reassess. So when you're hitting those plateaus, it is the moment for what I call optimization. And optimization means you get better at what you're strong at, you get rid of what you're weak at, and you add more opportunity. And that could be like a stretch, like, like I've never done this thing over here before. I've always wanted to. It's time. Mm-hmm. Those plateaus are messages to you saying been there done that new brand new day I call it the brand new day I love it I love it because a lot of times people look at the plateau as I'm stuck I'm stuck I'm stopped I I it's now what and I think that's exactly it is now what you know keep moving and evaluate. I, that's really, really great. So if you're new, if you're new and you're new into business, expect your vision and your goals to change, you know, and what you just like Julie had said, you know, once you achieve a goal or something, there's gotta be a new one that takes its place because Mm -hmm. that's your driving force to move forward into that. And if you don't put something in its place, you, sometimes you just sit there. So it's, it's kind of like, you've got to refresh it and you got to fluff the feathers and kind of like get things moving um and read and dream again and 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 paint that vision again for yourself oh so good great 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 tip okay so tell me a little bit about for our audience where can we're going to put all this in the show notes you guys as well so yes julie's going to share now where we can find her but no um as well we're going to put it all in the show notes so you'll be able to connect as well but where can people find you on social media or websites Okay, so I'm most active on Facebook. It's where I find most of my uh, audience. 
and I'm at Call to Lead Coaching with Julie Stenberg. And then I'm also available on Instagram, Julie Stenberg One, and LinkedIn at Julie Stenberg. Um, and I'm launching a, a membership program. Would love to find a few new people in there to um, to spend the next 12 months with us. And it is called the Season of Self, and it is. For people who are just dipping their toes in their own personal development, who don't know what kind of a program to to jump into, don't know exactly what it would entail to be in a program like this. It has a little bit of a more accessible price point. And I think we're going to have a really amazing group of, you know, feminine badasses. I love it. Well, and I, and I love that. I love the name of it, the season of self. And it, it speaks so much from just that. Um, oh my gosh, that sounds super exciting. And I think that's a great place for a lot of people to start because again, like you said, it's, you just don't really know. And when you get into personal development, it is a big, like, I don't want to, it's not a can of worms because it's really actually beautiful, but there's a lot to unpack <laughs> in our brains and there's a lot that goes into who we are and what's made us who we are. Um, and it's a lot to go through. So, oh my gosh, you guys go, make sure you go find Julie, give her some love on, on, um, Instagram, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, for sure. Look her up on, on, on her website, get connected. Um, I know when this, this episode comes out, we're going to be kind of going into the fall season. And I feel like that's a great time because you know, get into the program because it's that time where we start to reflect on the year and what's past and what's what we've done. Um, and what a great season to jump in for. And I want to say this, if you are a direct seller or a network marketer, what a great opportunity to have somebody's eyes on you working with you that is not necessarily directly involved in it. And I, and some of you guys might be going, Ooh, why would I do that? I'm going to tell you why is because she doesn't have a bias <laughs> to go along with it. And when you don't have that and you can have someone see you for who you are and not necessarily a goal or a rank or something like that, it just hits a little bit differently when you're really trying to just work on yourself and how you can show up. Difference, um, how you're being coached and how you're allowing someone to coach you and, um, and whatnot. So I just, I, I, I just, I'm excited. I hope some people reach out to you, Julie. I think it's phenomenal what you're doing. Um, I love it. So, okay, let's get into our lightning round really quick. These are super short and sweet. What is, what is your favorite book? Well, I had to choose one. Bell Canto by Ann Patchett. Bell Canto. It's a novel and okay. it's full of surprises. Okay, love it. I've written it down. All right. How about your favorite food? Favorite food is Michigan blueberries. Ooh, okay. I didn't, I've never heard of that. You're like, you're the first person. <laughs> I know people will probably say, oh, I like spaghetti or Italian food or whatever. But no, I live, I live near a blueberry field. And that's one of my uh, little morning rituals is to go out there and check on the blueberries. Oh my gosh. That's so, I, I love, we used to have raspberry. When I grew up, we had raspberry bushes and blueberries. We would, and they started to creep into our neighbor's yard and we would hop the fence and oh my gosh, they'd be like, get out of our patches. <laughs> we would just, we would eat. They were so good. I mean, they were Michigan, they were Colorado, but just fresh off the vine. Oh my gosh. I love it. And what a, I, I want, I would love to do that. Oh my gosh. I wish I had them here. That'd be amazing. Okay. How many hours of sleep do you get a night? I, I am a good sleeper. I sleep seven hours at night and I mastered the 30 minute power nap during the day. Ooh, I need your tips on that. Cause it doesn't, 30 minutes, I wake up and I'm an angry elf. So it's I need a skill. Let me tell you. <laughs> yes, I can imagine. All right. And then are you married and have children? Yes, I have been married for 35 years. I have three sons and I have two grandsons. Oh my gosh, congratulations. I'm surrounded by men all the time. Yes, that's I, I'm a mom of three boys. I have three fur babies. There's one kicking it oh, right yeah. there. 
he's the baby of the, he's the youngest of the group, but, um, okay. oh, that's so awesome. 35 years, you guys, that's, that's awesome. That's something to be proud of for sure. Um, okay. And then what is one thing that you would tell your 20 year old self? This is so important. I wish I had been told this too, is that nothing is written in stone that you're going to have a lot of different seasons of your life where your choices are going to be different and you're allowed to change your mind. You can live as many careers as you want. You can have as many little mini lives as you want that nothing is forever unless you choose it to be. That's powerful. That is, that's really powerful. And I think that hits not just for the 20 year old, but for the 30, for the 40, for the 50. Cause I think sometimes we're so afraid to start new as we age because we have aged and it's, oh my gosh, it's starting over and I can't possibly do that. And so, um, that's a powerful message for all of the milestones. I really think very, very cool. Well, thank you so much, Julie. I can't thank you enough for being on here. This was a phenomenal podcast. I, and if you're listening, like I said, I hope you've taken away a lot of nuggets. Um, I know I, I have pages of notes and so I just, I love that you shared and that you enlightened all of us through your journey and, and what you do. And if you are looking for a coach, I can honestly say from what I've seen from Julie, from what I've heard from her, she's the real deal. She's not just flying by the seat of her pants, you know, and she's got the experience and she's got the wisdom. And so, um, you know, I, I hope that you connect with her and I hope you took away a lot of nuggets and, and maybe you resonated with the story that she shared as well. And so, um, Julie, thank you for being here. Um, I can't thank, thank you, you so much. Good. And you guys, so next week we'll have another guest on our show. If you are new, we release our podcast every single Wednesday at 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Um, we will have another guest as well. And um, until next week, you guys go do something tenacious for your life, for your business. Um, and we'll see you next week. Have a good day. 